episode 2 of Don't Spoil the Ending Full Time Review. On this week's show, we're focusing on Amazon Prime's new release of All or Nothing with Tom Hospital. I'm your host, Sam. I'm Joe. Hi, I'm John. How are you guys doing? Alright. Not bad at all, yeah, not bad. I've seen you two for the first time since the start of lockdown. Yeah. Very, very good to uh, socialise again, yeah. It's nice nice to see you both. I've not seen many single humans in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I think I've spoke to the, the same checkout person at Tesco. <laughs> I've spoke to you two, um, at least in person. This first studio recording back from... Uh, from after lockdown, isn't it? Yeah, for, yeah. for us anyway. So. I, love, I love what you've done with the soundproofing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got sleeping bags up. <laughs> yeah, worth mentioning. We're recording, recording at Site E, aren't we? In your yeah. new uh, residence. Oh, let me just pull your dress up. Yep, it's good to be in the new in the new house anyway. So yeah, yeah. Congratulations, lovely yeah. mate. It's good. Yeah. Um, it's the first time we've done a pod together since. I got back from New York at the end of February. We did one then, like, <sighs> yeah. and at mine, and that was the first play, the first time, the last time even, we were all together <laughs> doing a pod. <laughs> you, you predicted Corona wasn't going to be a pandemic, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Let's, let's pull that string again. <laughs> I still think it wasn't a pandemic. It's the government who. Were, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the sporting world would disagree. <laughs> Speaking of sport, yeah. this is. Full time review. Yeah. We'll be talking about sport, innit? This is a there you go. good segue into sport. I um, saw a lovely opportunity yeah. for a segue there before I jumped straight in yeah. and then hand the reins back over. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you guys been up to sporting wise? Have you been what, watching watching anything sporting wise? Doing anything sporting wise? Nope. I have re- <laughs> re- I've rejoined the gym. Uh, that's that that's sporting. That is sporting. I've done that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of us, there we go. Yeah. What's worth mentioning, that's a, sport, a sporty theme. Uh, DW Sports in the UK has gone completely bust. Yeah. Well, I say bust, I, th- I feel like they've just chose to like cash out. Well, uh, they had a good year yeah. last year. Yeah. They've kind of, I think, a lot of the higher-ups have cashed out, sold it to my cash as a sports direct group. <laughs> so basically, I think sports directors are going to take over. It'll be exactly the same as before. I think less people are going back to the gym at the moment though so no, it might be a good a time to sign up yeah it might be a good time to sign up because usually you get sort of like after a new year January, February you get tons of sign ups and then you can't ever go um, but it might be actually a good time to sign up despite all the health factors I suppose but like on that like there's a I saw a stat the other day I'm sure it's something like 70% of gym memberships have been like cancelled since lockdown started wow. So the, the gym industry, what do they call it, the leisure industry, is yeah. completely on its ass at the moment in the UK. And I imagine worldwide it'll be the same kind of thing. But yeah. Interesting. Um, I, <clears throat> I've mentioned before on a few podcasts, on our sister podcasts, um, that I've been in cycling. I thought I'd get into the uh, Tour de France mood by uh, falling off yesterday. <laughs> For a second there. I thought, I thought I'd get into the Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely thought you were trying to, like, I thought you were dropping that bombshell live on uh, the pod there, Sam. I've been picked up, yeah. After you, <laughs> team Sky's picked me up, I'm after the yellow team. jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tour de France has started this week, so if I was on Tour de France, we'd all be over there right now. Can I just, uh, you know, Tour de France? I, I think that's boring. 
I think it's a terrible sport. You have to be really into cycling and the knowledge of how Bike pelotons and oh. how the actual system <laughs> system of cycling in a team works. It's, yeah. I, it's you have to be you have to be into it. I think it's not a spectator sport. <laughs> Doesn't the Tour de France always start in London, or is it like occasionally starts in London? They occasionally have a stage, like a, a tourist a stage. Um, so they had one um, starting in Yorkshire a few years ago. Really? Um, which actually... Tour de Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people actually did name it that, and it came through um, a part of Warrington. Um uh, where we're podcasting from. So, <laughs> <Get my laughs> I don't know this. Yeah, um, they actually did a little stage where the where it came through. Yeah, that is my so, uh, Imagine trying to walk to work or something in town, or like you can't get through town to get to, to, get to Greg's. You're like, what's going on? What's the Tony France? I think you fucking want me to. Part of the East Lanks got uh, shut off for sort of like a period of time while they had to cross that or go down. I think they just crossed it. I don't think they actually went down these legs. Tour de Warrington. Yeah, I've mean, got a different kind of ring to it, answer yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fluent French speaker, but I would imagine de means of. So is it Tour of Warrington? <laughs> what it was for the day? Yeah, so. When it flew through? Must be. Must be. Must be. I don't so, know French. No, not at all? Not anymore. No. No. Yeah. So yesterday, went out on the bike... <clears throat> got some road rash, as they say. The game. <laughs> um, uh, the chain, unfortunately, just slipped off. All my weight went forward, and that was that was the end of end of me. End of yeah, my yeah, so. <laughs> I I got like like on the on the tour. Got back on the bike, carried on. Yeah. Um, injury and all. So yeah, woke up a bit. Stiff this morning, but oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> are you training for the Tour de France? Then, how you give? Yeah, maybe next year. That'll be, maybe that'll be my year. <laughs> you could be a future Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, I had a blood transfusion before you got here. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's the Tour de Warrington. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything? Any of any other sports you've watched or? <sighs> The only thing I'd say that's close to sport in the minute that I've been watching is wrestling, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. AEW, that's, that's been fantastic recently. But I only want to mention it once, now I'll follow about it. Um, just wanted to mention a tag team or a stable that's been on recently. So there's a, a tag team debuted about over a year ago, the start of the TV show, um, called The Dark Order. A lot of people called them the Dork Order because <laughs> they weren't over there. Nobody liked them. It was a stupid gimmick. They were basically a cult gimmick. So they were they were building towards a, uh, like a leader joining. Basically, if you fast forward a year, they've completely rehabbed it from a boring tag team no one cared about to a full on cult with like the Charles Manson style leader. Oh, right. With there's more of them in there now, and they're all kind of like lovable idiots where they are kind of like. You know, they, they, they're acting stupid. They're completely under the spell of the leader, which leads to a lot of comedy. But it's also deadly serious at the same time. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's really, like, fascinating for wrestling at the minute. It's probably the best thing going. But it's, it's just the idea that probably the best thing on, in wrestling at the minute, everybody hated a year ago. 
and they've managed to book it in a way yeah, where it's just, just fully worked. Like it's almost been part of the story that it was shit at the start. Yeah, it turned it around. But I'm sure the shield was a bit like that. Who was that? Was it the shield? Who was that guy who was in it? It was a bit like of a hillbilly kind of thing. Dean Ambrose. It might, it might not be the shield I'm thinking of. Uh, he was like a tall guy, like beard and black hair. You're on about uh, the Wyatts, maybe. Oh, so it's the Wyatts, yeah. yeah. They were they were built like a Manson family, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting that one of the guys in that is the leader of this Dark Order, Mr. Brody Lee, is his name now. What was it in WWE? He was Luke Harper in Well, that's what I was thinking of, Luke Harper. Yeah, the beard and the hair, yeah. yeah it's, well, yeah, I don't know if you're thinking of Bray Wyatt. No, no, I was thinking of Luke Harper, the taller guy, who's like tall guy, lean yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he was the lean guy dressed as a hillbilly. Nowadays, like literally looks like Charles Manson yeah, yeah. Like, probably a lot taller but even back then he's got like a big ball spot and he looked like a hillbilly yeah. these days he's got tied up he's wearing a suit but the way he acts with people is like he is um, very stern with them but they still love him which is like <laughs> what you would get in a cult and there's loads of stupid jokes like about drinking the Kool-Aid and all that and it's just like it's, it's genuinely the best thing in wrestling at the minute so yeah. I've been wanting to get that thought out of my brain for weeks but I just had no one to tell. <laughs> so it's just came out on this podcast. But um, any wrestling fans, that's they might agree. That's probably the best thing in wrestling at the minute. I didn't even realise Luke Harper was on AEW, to be honest. Yeah, he's Mr. 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 Brody Lee now. He's right, uh, right. the TNT champion. Um, but yeah, it's uh, very good. Very mm. good. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it for ages, but I've just not got round to it AEW yet. But I, I found it fascinating recently. It's proper got really good. The ratings have been going up for the last few weeks. Like it's just, it's just been some really interesting stuff. This show is probably going to come out after the pay per view, but they've got a pay per view this weekend. Right. Oh. Really good. Yeah. So I recommend that to uh, any wrestling fans. But that is actually all sport wise, other than this. I watched a bit of Drive to Survive. Uh, mm-hmm. We covered that last time, but yeah, yeah that's that's what I've got this week. That's a very enjoyable <coughs> show. Oh, yeah, Drive definitely. to Survive, yeah, love it. That's good. Can I just jump in there? Yeah, I mentioned that actually. I just picked up a NBA Two K Twenty One on the Xbox. Uh, hopefully, I'll play that for the next one. Maybe give a bit of a review on it. But yeah, yeah it looks fun. All the Two K NBA games are looks fantastic. So that'll be no different, I'm sure. But. Just one of the films I mentioned, I think John might be interested. Uh, I watched Ford v Ferrari a few weeks ago. It's also called Le Mans 66, I think. It's got like one name in America, one name in the UK, kind yeah. of thing. And it's fantastic. It's another, another film that I think you'd like. Uh, a bit like Senna. It's obviously not, not a documentary, but it's based on a true story. And uh, it's one of them films where you hear this true story of these people, and you're like, what an achievement that is, kind of thing. Like, you know, I had, I had no idea that, that was a, a real thing. And just all the different layers of it, and what happens with the uh, Le Mans is like the twenty-four hour. It still yeah. goes nowadays, doesn't it? Yeah, Le Mans, yeah. but it's not as apparently like a, you know in the seventies and eighties it was like you know a massive thing. It's Le still Mans. part of the mythical triple crown. Yeah, of yeah. Motor racing. It's the Le Mans, like the main twenty-four hour one. Right? Yeah, that's still part of the. So do you know what the triple crown is? Uh, it's the three events. Isn't it? The, yeah, uh, the Monaco Grand Prix in Formula One, the Indy Five Hundred, and uh, the Le Mans twenty-four yeah. hour. So yeah, I can't. Maybe you know. I can't think of the like legendary uh, motor racer who Christian Bale plays, and it's Ken something. Couldn't be any now. I can't think of his surname, but he he plays this guy called Ken something, and uh, Matt Damon plays another famous sporting uh, 
multi-racing icon, I can't think of his name now either, but Kenny, uh... they basically get employed by Ford to like get into the, the racing game and beat Ferrari, kind of thing, and that's the whole hook of it, it's totally true story, like all the twists and turns and stuff, and all the team politics of it, it's just ridiculous, like the stuff that Ford put them through to beat Ferrari, you know? but yeah, I think you'd love it, it's fantastic. This is why I keep recommending Drive to Survive for you. Yeah, because yeah. like it is literally like it's they've managed to thread stories through the sport, which obviously they happen naturally, but proper give them like time and like it builds into a proper like real story that you're watching in almost real time. Like well not real time, you're watching it you're watching a condensed version from the season before. But it's not like the stories aren't about oh this person won this race or this person won this race. It's not even about that. It's about like, oh, am I going to lose my seat? Yeah. <laughs> Next yeah. episode, I've lost my seat. I've been replaced by this guy. Oh, my <laughs> mate's just died in F two. That was the episode I watched the other day where someone died, and I was like, Christ, that's that lot took a turn in the documentary. Well, like with that, like that's the one thing. Not doesn't put me off. That's not the right word, but the one thing with the modern like drive to survive. If I'd have grown up in the 70s or 60s, I'd have loved F1. It'd have been probably one of my main sports kind of thing, just because of the, the glamour and the uh, just the risk of death constantly kind of thing. And nowadays it's a lot more safe, into, you know what I mean? Like, and I think it just takes away from it somehow. Like, uh, the, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. I think it's better that it's safer now, but um, it's, I, I'm quite happy. Like, if there's, a, if there's a big smash, it's an interesting thing, but only when they get back out of it. Yeah. Otherwise, it starts becoming like, a very grim reality that you just watched and it's kind of like that's you know the the the, the guy that died in, during the filming of Drive to Survive a guy called Antoine Herbert or Hubert I think it's Hubert he's a young French driver died in F2 in the Spa weekend last year that was quite quite touching to watch some of that on the mm. on that documentary I wasn't expecting that I was just expecting because you know, I, I, I didn't realise that that was coming up but when that happened I was like okay this this episode took a turn because one minute everything's fine the next minute there's a crash and then the next minute there's a helmet on a plinth and everyone's having a minute silence around this helmet and you're like oh shit yeah people still die in this like, yeah a lot of the drivers seem to be quite affected by it. oh yeah by yeah because a lot of the young drivers all came through together yeah but it's um yeah that's a recommend i've gone off on a little tangent uh, john off your, <laughs> no, your it's fine yeah, ford yeah. versus ferrari well no, i was just saying like uh, in terms of I think if I'd have been born 20 years earlier, I'd have loved F1. Like, it'd be my main sport, probably that and football. But I, as I was growing up, I just caught the tail end of like the glamour years kind of thing when uh, when it was still dangerous and stuff. And obviously, people still die, like, but it's definitely not the that glamour kind of you're risking your life every time you get in a car kind of thing, like, you know, like it used to be kind of thing. Oh, yeah, it's different. There's people dying every other weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd have loved that. <laughs> 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 um, just stay in that lane I think I've got <clears throat> I watched um, uh, Colin McRae documentary on him. Oh. I can't remember the full name of it but basically it came out in 2007 which is the same year as his death um, was it after or before well they they were filming while he was still alive so they were given permission and it was sort of like um the first time that sort of a full documentary series was going to be done on him uh, specifically and they were given a lot of archive footage um, I thought it was going to be a lot more interesting than it was and it could have been a lot more interesting but I don't feel that it was done very well um, yeah. considering the 
the legend, legendary status that Colin McRae has. Yeah. Um, the narration and the presenter is not very good. Um, is pretty. He's pretty boring. Um, it doesn't doesn't come across very well. Colin McRae. So is this all or nothing? Is just Colin McRae. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go on to that. We'll <laughs> Um, Did Carl McRae win the World Rally Championship in his career? Yeah. I'm not up on me rally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's bad luck in there around that era of Subaru rally drivers because I'm sure it was slightly before or after this that that Richard Burns died and he, he'd, yeah. he'd only won the rally championship maybe a year or two before he died. Uh-huh. He died of uh, cancer. Yeah. He was in his 30s. Yeah. It was horrible. He died young. And, um, yeah. And then obviously Carl McRae crashed his helicopter with mm-hmm. him. Um, it was his own child and someone else's child, in it? Yeah. It was horrific. It was very bad. It is awful, but with that, like, if it came out the year he died, and picturing, like, the production crew of being like, oh, we've got all these, like, all this dirt on Colin McRae, and I'm going to publish this expose in this documentary, and he dies, and they're like, <laughs> get rid of that. <laughs> Go back to the puff piece. <laughs> um, I think if something was done nowadays, maybe a documentary on it. I know Netflix occasionally gets a bad name for a lot of what it does in, in its films but if say Netflix was doing the documentary I feel like it would have been done a lot better or something could have been done a lot better around the Colin McRae uh, archive footage and mm. his his status um, I, I was pretty disappointed with watching that I thought I was going to be in for something good not recommend them not, not particularly not unless you seriously into him I, I call rally like, yeah into rally yeah. like you mentioned the, the last dance if that had happened 10-15 years earlier I don't think it would have been a go- as good as it ended up being yeah. same with that kind of thing if it happened 15 years later it could have been a, a lot better yeah. I imagine um, on to the main event oh, main All event thing. full time review main event yeah. main event <laughs> um all or Nothing, Tottenham Hotspur came out last week, the first three episodes. It's coming out in three batches of three episodes over the next three weeks, I think. Um, oh, did they batch the episodes up? I didn't know if they were releasing one yeah. week. Um, they literally released a little... Almost, <laughs> almost like three volumes. No way, um, I didn't know so. that. I like that. I like the mm. series as a four, because it's almost like letting someone have a little binge. And they'll be like, right, I'm taking this away now. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be a bit negative about that? Like, do they always do that quote or nothing? Is that their standard format? Um, I think the City one. I, I feel like the City one came out all at the same time, but oh, I didn't. I'd have to. I can't quite remember. I'd have to confirm that. But um, so I'm just wondering now if they're thinking like, we've got nine episodes of this. There's not much there to be honest with you. Let's just batch them up in threes and just chuck them yeah. out there. <laughs> Well, they'll, they'll be out in three weeks, just get, get them out. You know, if they had plans to do like nine nine weeks of it, and thought, no one will follow this for nine weeks. Just, <laughs> just spunk it out, get it out there. Oh, this is a little window into John's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think uh, it'll raise some interesting questions about Mourinho, how he'll lead Tottenham, how football will deal with coronavirus. But I think the most important question is uh, Deli Alley's and how you brush your teeth. So, oh no, that's yeah. the worst part. It's <laughs> the worst part of these three episodes. Like, well, I'm glad you've mentioned that. Just gonna cross that off. Uh, <laughs> talk about struggling for content. You've got Deli Alice spending no. like two minutes talking about how you people brush their teeth. That was incredible. Just, just you know, when they show one of the matches, just add, add the extra highlight. Yeah. Add, add the extra shot on goal in that like 
and that was the one point in the show. I, do you know what? But see, I think, I think just, sorry, mate, I've just talked talk over you then, but I think there's a lot of examples of stuff like that that we'll, we'll get on to. <laughs> okay, you've mentioned that one. Uh, that one is definitely the the main point. You're going to mention another one, and I'm going to. Oh, no, I literally got like notes of all the. the I said I said to you two off the pod that I feel like I'm not so much got notes. I've just got bullet points of. <laughs> stuff like this, basically, just struggling for content, kind of thing. They just put it in there. Just <laughs> there's a there's a guy waving at traffic going past with a top and shot. Oh, just stick it. It'll take up three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't care who he is. Just put him in there. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Like, even you saying that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like with me, that that Delhi Alley moment with the brushing the teeth. That was the moment of this show where I was thinking, like, there are parts that I enjoy here. But then there's an awful lot of fluff in here. Yeah. Like I don't need to know whether Deli Ali puts his toothpaste under the water or not. And then they're all like, "Do you not do that?" <laughs> do you know? So it's not interesting. Even like even if you're a Spurs fan, yeah, like you wouldn't care. It feels like I'm going. I know I mentioned this loads, and I'm going to mention it loads again during this. But I feel like they always compare everything to the uh, to the office kind of thing. And it feels to me like the director, whoever's directed this, thinks like, oh, we'll go for that kind of like office humour where like they're just talking about like the most mundane stuff. But it's not funny. Like it's just, it's literally just mundane without any humour whatsoever. It's just, you know what I mean? Like these people are the most boring people I've ever seen in my life. The, uh, Footballers are ridiculous. So <laughs> sorry, um, I was going to sort of make a more direct comparison against like the city version of this or the all in city one and. Like, I don't feel like there's... Maybe this is more damning on actual the Spurs team, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of camaraderie between the Spurs players, the staff, um, so, so far that we've seen anyway, um, compared to the City one where the kit man was the most like outgoing person on the team, it seemed, and sort of G-ing everyone up. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was amazing on the City one. Um, might be why they didn't win the league last year. <laughs> <laughs> looking at Pep and he's looking at the kit guy going come on <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the players sort of like had a good laugh and joke around with like the physios and stuff like that and I think yeah like, but again it's in, a toothpaste back there in this scene I feel like that's what they're trying to get across in the same way and it doesn't hit like doesn't hit the mark at yeah, all again like I don't mean to keep going back to the office thing but it feels to me like maybe the the, the city one was the first proper football one in the UK yeah. one they did and I feel like the Tottenham players have watched that and Tottenham players are being like, let's poke for the camera. We've seen how City did it. We want to be like that. You know what I mean? We want to be kind of, I don't know, just like they're acting almost. I, I don't even think it's that. I mean, I think the, there's been there's been a uh, a point of the editing to make these players seem human. like Because they are human. But I mean, I, I definitely think they're trying to, like this one bit where yeah. Christian Harrison tells a joke and he's like, that's the fucking worst. So it keeps... Remind me of the joke. I'm okay swearing on this pod. We'll just talk about three times. Uh, it's like the worst joke. I can't remember what the joke is. I can't is. even remember what the joke is. It's something like two left feet. Like, yeah, that's it. That, I, I, I can't think what the actual But he's reading it off his phone. I think, I'm sure it's around the Christmas time and it's just it's supposed to be like a Christmas joke. And I'm sure. And everyone, everyone sat around looking at each other. And that, there's so, the punchline like, is two left feet and everyone, no one laughs. Yeah. And we're all looking at each other as if to say, like, you meant to laugh at that bit. Yeah. It's got to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just feels like they're all acting. Yeah. I, I do feel like there's a lot of acting going on. And speaking of acting, um, I've heard on, and it was on, a, it was on another podcast that I heard it, but, <clears throat> you know, there's 
a scene going around uh, of Mourinho turning off the TV uh, when the Sky Sports <laughs> news is on. Oh, God. Yeah. And he just goes, oh, Is this when they're talking about him? When they're talking about him, and, oh, Mourinho, Has he still got it? Mourinho's past it. And, uh, obviously, fans are disgruntled, but it's like, on Sky Sports news, which he has on TV on the office, and he just gets up from his seat and turns it off. Goes, Fuck off. Yeah. And it's. But I've heard that they couldn't get the license for the audio for that. So all that audio is reenacted. So that's why it's, it sounds pretty bad. And then I rewatched that. And when you re, so I, I'll when you listen that. to it back, I'll accept, I'm, I will accept that. When you listen to it back, it sounds even worse when you listen to it back, <laughs> knowing that it's being re-recorded because you know people have been around. <laughs> recording it and it's, it's really bad can I jump in yeah um, I'm kind of okay with with that bit the dubbing over of a fake Sky Sports programme by the sounds of it yeah uh, I'm I'm I'll, I can get over that simply because I'm watching it for Mourinho's reaction which is legitimate mm. um, and for is it yeah, is it? I think he's the biggest actor among all okay. of them. He's, he loves being on camera. Really I need real. to me. I need to tell you what I mean by genuine in a minute. <laughs> I'll <laughs> okay. come back to that. Um, but I'll, I'll accept that simply because the that conversation will have been had by a billion people, like a billion, not billion, like most football fans in England will have looked at Mourinho going to Spurs, going, he's past it. <laughs> like mm. you know what I mean. Like he, he, that conversation will be happening the whole time. Yeah. So I don't mind them almost faking a nil a bit of audio for that as long as it's you know mostly transcribed exactly the same I'll live with that I don't even think he'd have been watching it in the first place like surely managers don't watch Sky Sports all that's what I was thinking but then it seems like a lot of the players do because they have it on literally in like the canteen Winks is talking about it when Mourinho gets hired. Winks, like, oh, Winks. I've, <laughs> I've never seen so so much press like about it. I've never seen it like oh, it's on Sky Sports, Instagram, Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh God. God, do you want, can I get can I delve Sorry, straight into yeah, my point? Yeah, go on, John, Sam, can I delve into this? Right? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I had a thought about this show and the reason why I can get on with it. Um, I'm a fan of wrestling, so. I, I, right, on wrestling, they act the part, um, you know they're playing a role, they know they're playing a role, but you both accept it as, yeah. like, this is what you're watching, it's not, they're not really like that. Yeah, yeah, you're watching a, uh, a performance. AW. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching AEW, like I mentioned before, they're not really a cult, like, Mr. Brody Lever, he's not really battering them behind the scenes. You're watching a performance and you're watching their, you're rating their performance in terms of how much you enjoy it, kind of thing, how yes. good they are at performing at that character, kind of thing. This has broken how I watch these sports documentaries <laughs> because I'm watching this documentary and I'm watching Mourinho, as an example, there, reacting to the TV and I'm like, it's entertaining. I'm enjoying the entertaining part. Not for one second, though. I think much of this is like legitimate reactions. This isn't like a Louis Farouk documentary. Like, this is like, this is a show. But I, th- I think they want you to think it is, though. I think that's the problem. I think they're showing this as like a warts and all behind the scenes thing of a football club. And I don't think it is. Like, it's edited. Basically, can I just mention something to back that up? Like, they do not even, unless I'm wrong here, you might be, you might be able to correct me. They don't even mention the fact that Son breaks uh, Andre Gomez's like when they played Everton. It's literally not even mentioned. Like, do you bloody bring that up? But like because it makes Tottenham look bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. They don't want to. Mention. They even got 
Is that are they put onto that point yet? Yeah, they drew. They beat oh, Liverpool, beat yeah. them. And they drew right, out yeah, in yeah. the same week. And they, they literally do not even mention the wow. fact that Son drew the players live. Yeah. They shouldn't get sent off against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. But they don't even mention that. And it's like, yeah, Tottenham don't win. Tottenham literally are just. But you are watching. This is similar to the last dance where I could qualify watching that in a similar way. Where I've not, I've not disliked all or nothing. I suppose like I've, I've not minded it. I don't know if I'd stick through it with a full season normally, but. I'm enjoying it in a sense of where I'm enjoying the actions, but I just know they're not legitimate. Like I'm not even like considering that much of it is legitimate. I just think it's a show. So I just enjoy it as a show and go, oh yeah, that's interesting. And there's a few little moments in there that I like. And then as you've mentioned before about brushing your teeth and putting water on the toothbrush, that's the sort of thing where I'm like, right, switch off. <laughs> but I think this is where, this is one of the thoughts I've had where because I'm a fan of wrestling, I can look at this in a slightly different light. Um, just simply because I've had to do that for years watching wrestling and suspending my disbelief um, in a sort of real life sporting context. Um, but this is what got me with the last dance, and I think this is exactly the same with it. But see, this is different for me because in the last dance, I feel, I feel like Michael Jordan was putting performance on, but the performance he was putting on was still massively entertaining, even though if it was a performance and he was trying to portray himself a certain way. The people in this, I think, are trying to do the same way, but the most boring, <laughs> lifeless people, like some of these footballers, like yeah, one percent, like I don't mean to. Like, sorry, that, that's it. Jordan, the most charismatic man on the planet. Whether or not you believe him, he's being genuine or whatever. Charisma off the scale, Jordan. That's why he's the icon. <laughs> Christian Eriksen. <laughs> exactly. There's one person with charisma in this club, and it's Jose Mourinho, and he doesn't come in until like halfway through episode one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. To get, I thought there was a lot. I thought they were going to give a lot more time to uh, Poch. Well, I've got a note about. I mean, this is imagine like he got fired twelve games into a season, basically a third of the way through the season. <laughs> he got half an episode of nine episodes. <laughs> they spent a third of the season in half of one episode. Yeah, as if like Poch could barely speak English. Why have we even chose Tottenham for the show? Get him, get him off the show. Yeah. Get Jose in halfway through episode one. Get Jose on. It, you know I mean? it, it is, is not, not that. It like, is yeah. the all-or-nothing Jose, Jose Mourinho show. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm not even joking. Like I'm thinking, Daniel Levy looks like a real like egomaniac watching this. I wouldn't be surprised if he's appointed Jose partly for this show. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, hundred percent. I genuinely think that yes. was his. Yeah. Not having that. I genuinely <laughs> think that was his thinking when he appointed Jose. Like he'll look great on the show, like and, and heighten our worldwide brand and stuff. Yeah. Like. Are you not? Are you don't think so. <laughs> are you? No. Joe, come on. This, you're t- sorry, sorry. You, you're both telling me that Daniel Levy hired Jose Mourinho with this show in mind. I think it was definitely a part of the thinking behind it. I think no. I think for even if the show wasn't going on, Jose Mourinho brings yeah, yeah. Uh, an aspect of worldwide appeal and winning trophies, kind of thing, which is what they want, like in it. Though. Even if it's a league cup, they'll yeah. take it at this point. Like. But the fact that the show is going on and is going to be released on an international platform under the All or Nothing brand, Jose Mourinho is the ideal candidate as the manager rather than someone bland. <laughs> I almost think as well, maybe he might have influenced the firing of Poch, being like, this show is going to be rubbish. Should we? <laughs> should we get rid of him? Get Jose. He's available. <laughs> I, I maybe not go that far, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I personally I think he's brought him in um, because it's Jose Mourinho 
Um, he's looked at his, his record and that's why he's brought him in. Like, fucking sound like a Jose Mourinho <laughs> apologist here, but... It's because we've got the conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> you two have jumped straight to the conspiracy. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like... The, the, the problem with the show, I think, is that it is a propaganda piece. Like, but you know that going in. Like, that's, like, I feel like... I never watched the Man City one, but I imagine you, go, you watch this knowing you're watching, like... The perfectly crystal clear version of Tottenham Hotspur. Can I jump in there as well? Like the other issue is it's a propaganda piece, but the other issue is it's a really boring season from Tottenham's point of view. Like, nothing. <laughs> ha- it's like the worst yeah. season possible to show on a show like this. Like, and I, I think they started to build up some narrative, and then fake, res- fake narrative, and then results didn't go to say that that way that they wanted it to go so they were almost building up it, even in the 20 minutes that Potch got it was sort of like oh he's going to get fired next game and then they won 4-0 against Olympiacos and it was like you built all that up yeah. and then all the players were like oh we were really fighting for the manager and it was like you've spent all that time building it up for nothing you're totally right like there's one bit where after Jose takes over they win three games I think on the bounce it shows the league table and the move and the league takes I'm not a fan of this graphic music no. anyway, but they move up the lead table to fifth and they're like, we're six points behind Chelsea and we're up to fifth. And then they lose a couple and then it shows them like, oh, they've won again, they're up to fifth. I was like, they're in fifth, two episodes of And then they well, lose to Chelsea hands. and they're back down and they're six points behind Chelsea again. And yeah. That, but that's going to be how it's going to be for the next six episodes because the season didn't go very well. It's <laughs> as if like they're just ignoring the fact that we've already shown them go up to fifth and it's like they're back there again it's like yeah but John, John it, it, this show is like modern day politics it's like they've picked a narrative and they are running with that narrative like it, it's literally like yeah. Mourinho coming in save the club <laughs> then they got relegated if they hadn't got him in. <laughs> That's how it makes you feel like there's, there's one bit before Poch gets fired they show the league table and Everton the 17th and Tottenham the 16th and they're like seven points off the bottom of the league and it's like yeah but they're five points off fourth you know what I mean it's like they're trying the build down to like they're going to get relegated yeah. like the I d- sorry sorry one of the problems is that I don't think well Spurs wasn't the first choice for this series. Oh really? Liverpool was. Oh. So they tried oh. to get <clears throat> they tried to get Liverpool and I think Klopp was massively against it and I think yeah. obviously the owners gave Klopp quite um I don't think quite a big decision in sort of like uh, whether they want it to be filmed or not and I think yeah, probably a good decision not to because it, yeah. Liverpool had the season that they did. Um I was going to say um, that I feel like I've never watched the Channel 5 documentary, but I think that's Port Liverpool off doing any odd documentary Possibly, ever again. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely shadows of that in this, I think, like a lot of the uh, cringy Brendan Rodgers stuff, like Josie himself at times is like really cringy, I think. But the, I mean, if they had Liverpool, the narrative for this would have been, well, could have been slightly boring that Liverpool actually ran away with it, but that Liverpool won the Premier League after 30 years would have been would have been good on film and had it been documented but this first season even getting Mourinho in it's still it's still not a good season to follow I don't think again going back to our conspiracy theory there's even one bit when they get Jose and Daniel Levy sent to camera like yeah well you know in my opinion there's two two of the best managers in the world 
the other one's already in the Premier League, so we've had to get the other one. And it's like, Amazon themselves were like, yeah, thank God, like, because otherwise we'd, we'd, have, we'd have nothing. Like, Potts can't even speak English. Like. But, you know, you're talking about, like, this is not exactly Spurs' most exciting season. It's like, when they first show that graphic, it's like, look, Spurs, they've dropped down to 11th. Do you see who they replaced? Was United? It was like, that yeah, would have been, yeah. that that been the better season this year for United. Yeah. That would have been an interesting watch mm-hmm. to show them slowly crawl themselves back. To like a good position, yeah. After a dodgy sort of and like buying Fernandez and stuff like, yeah, yeah, bring him in and like, like that would have been really interesting to watch if you could get like a real insight into it. But instead, you know, you've got Harry Kane saying, "Come on, guys, let's do it." It's like the Spurs did nothing this season. Like, can I jump in there with one of my points? Like, I just don't think this whole show style, of presentation style, fits uh, UK soccer. Like, it's the whole thing <laughs> is like designed for the NFL, basically the way everything is run about it. Everything like and the people who make the I know they've done like Amazon ones now, but it's called Hot Knots tr- traditionally one team. Of course, yeah, yeah. Like and they do it one team every year. And obviously the, the production team behind that knows exactly what they're doing, they've done it for years. And if, even if the team will have a bad year, they'll find ways to like make it compelling and stuff like that. Whereas obviously the production team might not have that kind of experience. And it just doesn't suit uh, soccer, I don't think. Yeah. Like uh sorry, I feel like I had a point that I've gone I've gone off it a bit. <laughs> Uh, but even like the intro and stuff, you have like this dramatic slow mo with Sam Hardy's dramatic voiceover. <laughs> Got the quote there, it's like uh, this team formed over one hundred years ago with like slow mo players and stuff. It's like it's not the NFL. You can't yeah. do that kind of thing with with a soccer team. Like well, I, when I saw this intro, I was, I was exactly the same. I was like, they're trying to be so epic and yeah, build epic up so exactly. much, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's just too close to home for us to be watching it, but. On an international scale, or I bet, like I bet the US, US, US soccer yeah. fans, which Spurs do have a big following in the US, they're probably they're probably lapping this up. Well, close to home, I think you you can see right through it. Can I just jump in there? Like I don't know if I mentioned before on the pod, but I watched uh, Everton when I was in New York in a, an Everton supporters bar. I'm so sorry. Well, <laughs> it, it, it was great, but. Uh, they're the people who'll be lapping this up. <laughs> yeah. They'll be loving yeah. stuff like this. But can you imagine though, like, for a second, before we start going a bit delving, like a bit deep into it, looking at our specific points, but let's say uh, you had a show and it was like Benfica, uh, as an example, mm. and it was just this show, but Benfica, like, let's say all the same like, milestones happened, would you find it interesting? Because I don't think I would. I don't think I would. <laughs> just, I, I enjoy if they won the league, then you know I might watch yeah. it kind of thing. But yeah. knowing that they finish like seventh or something and and do nothing. Yeah, you you've brought Jose Mourinho in, and it's like yeah, that is interesting. But like, the, watching how he integrates. But there was a Diego Maradona documentary on Netflix. If that was called All or Nothing, and then the team that that uh, he took over I just can't remember I watched like the first episode but Diego Maradona has like a personality that personality of bigger than bigger than everyone around him and again charismatic and yeah. stuff yeah so I mean, if the All Nothing series was based on that team and he comes in which he did I mean it would be it would be more interesting to follow in that team <laughs> definitely yeah can I just go back to the Tom Hardy thing as well I don't get the point of getting Tom Hardy to narrate it when he doesn't sound like Tom Hardy. It's like <laughs> it's like he's putting a voice on, like as if like he's trying to do like the movie trailer guy or something I, like. But really crystal clear. And it's like uh, 
here come Tottenham Hotspur. Let's I couldn't work it out at first who was doing it, and I, I looked it up and it was Tom Hardy, and I was like, I, it doesn't sound like him, and he, he must be putting on that voice to not sound like him because yeah. you get you get a few actors doing this when they do adverts to not sound like themselves. Yeah, because you don't you don't want to be watching the advert and have that actor jumping your head. Do you? Yeah. you just want to be like, oh, well, I'll buy that cup, that cereal, whatever. Yeah, which must be why they've not got Tom Hardy to do his default gravelly deep accent or general film accent. And because everyone will just be concentrating on Tom Hardy's voice. How much better would it be though if they like the Bane voice for this whole documentary? <laughs> 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 Can I just mention there as well? It's all, all filmed in 4K as well. All the uh, modern day stuff. So it looks looks well. It look, technically it looks really good. I don't think in terms of like lighting and direction, it's very good at all kind of thing. But you know, technically the yeah. equipment is fantastic. Right? Yeah. I do quite like a lot of the uh, shots around the pitch that aren't. Aren't your usual match day shots? Um, I do quite like those. Even like the shots of the stadium and stuff. That's one thing. Yeah, the stadium shots. That stadium is insane. Like it's so the stadium is impressive. I do like the stadium. One of, one of my notes is that the show that in the show the stadium is almost the start of the show. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's an incredible looking stadium. Yeah. I've never been, but they have one shot of it from above where the lights are going off and stuff. And it's just like. That's the best thing so far in this documentary. Third third place that club, like they've they've built themselves like a, a proper that's a stadium for the future art. Like there's, they there's don't a, need another stadium now for the next four hundred, two hundred oh, yeah, years. Like, yeah, well, it's funny enough, I was thinking this watching it. We're at a period now where clubs are getting new stadiums. I'd say in the next fifteen years or twenty years, all the big clubs will have stadiums that'll last them for the next hundred years, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean by that? We're in that transition period of like everyone getting a stadium. Future proofing kind of thing, like if we need, like, I know, like, like, let's localize the podcast for a second. Like, Liverpool are obviously building on Anfield at the minute, yeah, because like, you can't afford a new one, can you? So, you're just going to do up the current one, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. A bit of paint on the walls and stuff. Oh, cool. so Everton have took a prime, <laughs> yeah, we've got Bromley Docks, yeah. So, you're going the docks, <laughs> but it's like when like Liverpool are going to keep building on it, and then Everton are going to build the stadium, like, on the docks. And it's like that's that's it for the rest of our lives. That's what I mean, like, yeah. No, we're, no in, we're in this weird transition period where we're going to see all the new stadiums built. Like, yeah, and that'll be yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it's it's I find that really interesting yeah. to be honest. So looking at Tottenham, like, like your son Joe, he won't see any of this probably. You, no. might, you might catch the back end of it, kind of thing. But he'll, he'll see Anfield because we're going to stay in that same stadium, John. Like, good as yeah, like, yeah. I don't think he'd want to like see that anyway. But uh, well, you never know. Well, you know, you might move to a new stadium someday, get a better one or something. But you might catch that maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you were mentioning the lights going out in the stadium. Did you catch the moment the lights went out in the changing rooms at one point? They dimmed the lights just before. I think it was just before just Mourinho was about to do a team talk. I was like, "Why are they dimming the lights for a start? That like to make it to create some atmosphere for Mourinho's I team talk." Yes. And also, I can't remember who it was, but it was Ericsson or Ali, I think. And they seemed like really surprised that the lights <laughs> went off and like sort of like. Looked, <laughs> Looks up at the lights. Oh, it's, right. it's like we don't normally do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a genuine point where it's like, right? So this, you can imagine someone sort of like going, "Joe, he's coming in. We're going to do it now." Right. Let's turn the lights down, and all the lights go down. The floor turns like this purple LED lamp. It's like this is beautiful. And then Mourinho comes in, and like like you said, I think it was Christian Eriksen. He's looking around, going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and it's like. I love that. <laughs> I like I've got no problem with that. Um, talking of stadiums, uh, this is a slight segue. Um, 
on episode one, uh, they visit Red Star Belgrade. When they go to that stadium and the crowd are like, you know, the atmosphere, this is like a general point of football. Right? So most of my points are general football points. Yeah. But yeah, when they go to the Red Star game and the crowd is shouting like, fuck you Spurs and that, you can see them in the dressing room and they're kind of like, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I imagine that's genuinely what it's like when you go to these places like abroad where it's like, you know, they are, they're almost like they want to kill you. Uh, like that, that, yeah. that little, I love that little shot of the crowd of Red Star. But also as well, like going off from that, I mentioned before like Spurs, like the most boring team ever kind of thing. There's one bit where Joe's is talking to how he came out with two kids. It's like, oh, you have, you have two kids? And it's like, yeah, two kids. Yeah. It's, just, it's like, what conversation is this? They're just like, do you know what I mean? It's you yeah, spat out uh, that impression, John. That was a good impression. <laughs> like, are these real people? Like, they're just. No, like, I, go, I was going to get on to that, but Kane's conversations are not conversations because he doesn't talk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as in, he just doesn't say anything back, but neither does uh, Deli Ali. Like, there's three conversations that Mourinho has with players it's Kane, uh, Dyer, and Deli Ali. And what's really interesting is that Kane. Barely says anything back. <laughs> Dyer doesn't speak English. <laughs> Dyer, they speak in Portuguese, which I quite yeah, like. Is, that. Is, is, I do like that, but I found that really interesting. That I know he grew up in Portugal, but I know he is English. And, yeah, but I found it interesting that they actually. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Sam. I know you're in the middle of pointed, but I really enjoyed that with the Eric Dyer thing. Where yeah, like, I did. you're watching two players. You're watching a player and a manager <clears throat> in, in the English country. Hmm. One of them is English, one of them is Portuguese. They're both sat there speaking Portuguese. It's like, I wonder if that was for the cameras. I, th- I think it was but never. I, yeah. Although we can, we can both speak Portuguese as well. <laughs> I, I wondered what the, not the point of that was, but... At some point though, actually no, I think it is in Portuguese this bit, in, during that conversation. It made me laugh that uh, Daya refers to Pochettino still as the gaffer the whole way through. <laughs> it's like, well, the gaffer was doing this. And at the end, when he leaves, he's like, oh, bye, bye, gaffer. Like, just yeah. <laughs> make sure he calls Jose gaffer as well. <laughs> and then, um, I think he gives some tactical instructions to him in Portuguese and training as well. Uh, yeah. Which I found interesting. Because oh, the, the, the other players must be, well, wondering <laughs> hey, what the tactical instructions are to yeah. Daya and not to the others. And, Preferential treatment, but uh, and then he's speaking to Ali as well, and he, that is a long conversation at Ali, and yeah. Ali just doesn't say anything back, and he's sort of like nodding along. I I got bored through that. Yeah, and I'm just, <laughs> just to add context, is this the conversation he had where he was basically saying you're going to regret in a few years, yeah, yeah. what you could have been. It's like, all right, Jose, how old is he? Like twenty two. Like no, I think he's 27 now, isn't he, Ali, I think. Oh. Deli Ali? No, he's 24. Tw- he must be nearly 25 or something. I think he's 24. You, 33, 34. <laughs> <laughs> but through that, through that I dialogue at Ali, you can see, you see Ali getting bored. Like, 24. Off, and it's just like... 24. Yeah. 24. I feel like Jose again was playing to the cameras and he's like, come on, Deli, give me something to work with. It. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yep. Well, like the I, bit with uh, Eric Dyer, I love this bit. Like they have that conversation, and Joe's is like, "Well, uh, Eric, you know why? Why did Poch uh, not play you much and all this?" And it's like, "Well, I don't really know, Gaffer." Well, so he wasn't speaking Portuguese. He wasn't like, wasn't Harry Kane again kind of thing. <laughs> but it's like, "Oh, I don't know, Gaffer." Like I had a few injuries and stuff, but 
you know, it cuts from, you could basically cut from that bit where it's like, why, why didn't you play more? Oh, I don't know, it was if like it's Potch's fault. You could cut to that to him being substituted 29, <laughs> 29 minutes into the next game, which being that's why I didn't play it. Yeah. <laughs> he mentions that later as well, that yeah. he goes like, I'm going to have to start him because I've put that massive knife in his back after, yeah. after bloody after doing that to him. But it worked, you know what I mean? And it's like... It worked, yeah. brought Ericsson on. I'm, I'm, I don't think it's documented on the pod, but Sam, you know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big Christian Ericsson yeah. fan. Oh. So I am, yeah. Um, you know, I don't play for, for our Liverpool, but uh, yeah. I'm, I think we've always wanted the middle of Liverpool. We have. I'd have him now. I'd have him now. You could get him probably now, I think. He's into a try and get rid of him, aren't they? Well, he's obviously on 250k or something like that, so... Do you know what, though? Like, I paid him, I'm a football manager, so... I'll do that. be our highest paid How old are you now? Oh, you know, 13 hours so he's 27 <laughs> <laughs> I think he's I, uh, do you know what like 28 I think yeah he can't be listen I don't want him as our highest paid player but I'd more than be happy to have him in our yeah I think he only made <laughs> I think he only made 8 starts after moving in January why well, Alden might leave Graham Erickson the more midfield player yeah. there you go um, problem solved I think one thing Mourinho might not appreciate is uh, how many times he's interrupted by Daniel Levy. <laughs> Daniel Levy seems to be oh, very <laughs> hands-on and in the day-to-day running. He just like again, like David Brent. Like there's one bit where Jose's <laughs> in his office and he comes with leans on the door for him. He's like, oh, how did training go? Yeah. It's so Brentish kind of thing, like that. Jose's like, you, you, you again. <laughs> I've, I've made a. I've, I've actually got a note about Daniel Levy. Not sure on Daniel Levy. Uh, Definitely comes off well, but then he obviously would in his own show. <laughs> it's like he's clearly not going to come off like a bad guy in this. Like, he loves the camera. Like, loves can, it. can I just mention a few of the Brentes quotes I've got here? Like, uh, there's a bit with the stadium where they, they went to the stadium for the first time. They turns around to Potch at the time. He's like, "Oh, I can't believe Spurs play in the stadium. Can you believe it?" And Potch is like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> just so like, I, I love that though. I love that reaction. Where it was just like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with my wife here trying to yeah. watch this American football game. I just didn't even know whether Potch understood him or it was just too loud and it was just <laughs> like, he was just like, along, like. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was odd for the chairman to be I've saying that about the stadium he's just built. <laughs> yeah. I've done that on this podcast. <laughs> but there's another bit as well, so David Brent where, I think it's Potch he meets again, he meets Potch and he's like, oh, nice jacket there. Yeah. Cashman. It's, yeah. like, it's like, like Sergio Giorgini. Like, you know what I mean? It's, he loves being on camera, but... Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Just one of the little complaints I've got. Uh, I know it's in 4K, but were the subtitles, like, minute for you guys? I uh, I didn't have a problem with the subtitles, but I prefer subtitles from Netflix whenever I've seen them on there rather than this. Um, I, I don't know if that's a prime thing, or is that by well, program? I didn't have I, an issue with it, but I think it was a 4K thing. Like, the, the higher the resolution, it seems to be the smaller the subtitles. The hard it's what's it? Hard capture. Whenever, like, so speaking Portuguese or anything, like, it'll cut to the subtitles at the bottom. But they're literally, like, on my screen, like, tiny at the bottom kind of thing. I don't think, don't think I had an issue, but I don't think I was watching it for a day, to be fair. I'll get a picture. Okay. <laughs> so, 1080p, it was fine. I'll get a picture, like, one and show you, because it is ridiculous how, like, tiny these little subtitles are at the bottom of the earth. Yeah. You just assume you've got a massive 4K TV if you pick 4K. I mean, it, it is a big tell, you know. Like, but it's, there was there was a couple of there's one issue when I watched the first episode uh, the first time. Uh, some of the subtitles didn't actually show up when they were speaking oh, in right. Portuguese. Um, so, um, 
when Poch was saying um, about the house falling down, that didn't show up. Because <laughs> I had to rewatch that. Yeah. And that was a strange. I felt like he got caught out there. Because the interview then said, oh, so is that what's happening at Spurs? And he went, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm just speaking in general terms. <laughs> um, yeah, with, with that Daniel Levy um, being so hands on, though, I just can't imagine sort of like other chairmen, sort of like Abram- Abramovich or like the Glaciers, yeah. sort of like just sitting down for breakfast with the manager. Like Mourinho's probably just wanting a nice quiet breakfast, thinking about, <laughs> thinking about the tactics or the coaching session that he's about to do. Daniel Levy pops himself down. He's like, Jose! <laughs> And again, they kind of hint at the fact that uh, they have one of the journalists uh, who says that Poch is the kind of manager who wants total control, and Jose isn't like that. And so, I bet Poch wasn't too happy when Daniel Levy come knocking on his door, you know, like, oh, how did training go today? And just like, oh, fucking you again, kind of thing. Whereas Jose is probably a lot more kind of willing to do that that side of it. Did you uh, did you notice during, I think it was the first tactical briefing, um, they had the uh, projector on, in the background, the Mac opened. No football manager. I didn't realise that. I, quite like that. I think I've already um, sent you a video of my one of my favourite moments on this show, which was uh, the Spurs team. You know, Pochettino's been sacked. Everyone's been depressed. Um, I'm assuming they know Mourinho's coming at this yeah. point, but they're all watching the TV and they film the reaction of the players and like. They're all kind of looking a bit shocked, but Christian Eriksen's face, proper, like, I genuinely tickled with that because it just shows Jose, it's like, and he's, he's done this and he's won this, and it just cuts to, <laughs> to Christian Eriksen, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and there's, then, there's a bit of a turn in the head as well, and it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just one of these, it's like a stern, like, <laughs> so. When he does that, I just loved it. And then, like, knowing that he ends up leaving for Inter, which ironically is a place that Mourinho has managed before, I, I just thought that was just amazing. Like, just that lovely little, you know, it means nothing, but nice little facial expression there. Yeah. I feel like that was the only part where players weren't really acting. Yeah. Eating their food. A, a genuine reaction for them. They, 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 they seemed so scared that Mourinho was coming in and nervous that it was. That was quite revealing, I thought. What again? So that, that, that those parts are my lines. That was what I was trying to get back to before when Joe was on about being at uh, was it Crystal Belgrade they went to? Yeah. How this team are just the most boring, insipid team <laughs> I've ever seen. And I imagine going to like Belgrade like that and having those fans, they'd be like, "Oh my god, like they're gonna kill us!" <laughs> you know, like that proper like they've never seen anything like it kind of thing. And like that with Joe's like coming in, just be like, oh my God, he's got a show time. Like, yeah. That's literally what Minx is like, oh, yeah. he's going to he's gonna run it so hard. It's going to be so tactical. <laughs> it seemed like the most mundane, just like boring group of players I've ever seen. Like to be fair, that is what Mourinho says about him. You're all too nice. Well, exactly. That's cold word for boring, basically, yeah. isn't it? Like, you're all nice guys. You're good guys. And that's my second favourite bit of the show. That That's where you see the real Jose. He mentions the C word like three times in a sentence. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, that's Jose. He's not acting anymore. That is him. Yeah. And he's totally right in what he's telling them. Like, that is what they have to be like yeah. to be better, kind of thing. Well, they, would, they could have beat Liverpool last year if they'd have been more like that, kind of thing. Not yeah. that they would have done, but you know. A bunch of C words. Like, genuinely, if they'd have been, been a bunch of yeah, C words yeah, yeah. last season. Like, this is why, like, Suarez, as an example, like, I absolutely love Suarez. Not just because he's a Liverpool player, just because he's a dickhead. Like, <laughs> it's just class. Yeah. It's just like a troll, basically, not a Diego football troll. Diego Costa, there's a perfect example there of a player 
that you hate when you're against. But if he was on your team, you'd be with him every single kick of the game. The yeah, like, examples, Duncan Ferguson. Yeah, there you go. Enough yeah. one. It's just like it's just great. Right? Yeah, definitely. Whereas with the Spurs team, there isn't really. I think they make a point only that early on is it only is it Dyer they mentioned he's the only one who's really ready to get stuck in and have a fight yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you need players like that, and like I think one of the some of the notes I've made about Deli Ali, like um, if we've just gone a bit of a Deli Ali sort of sidetrack. Yeah. To me, Deli Ali comes off a bit of a star. Like he's genuinely like really talented, um, but he almost like he has that conversation with Reno, doesn't he? Where Reno's saying like you you know you're gonna regret. You know, doing all this, but yeah. when you actually like, there's an arc in the, uh, I think it's the third episode uh, where he does that conversation, and then he more or less show Ali like winning games for them. I was just gonna say that, like, <laughs> like, that's the interesting thing. One of the few interesting things about it, I think, that we in, in real life we don't just see Ali win that game. You know, the result comes in, Daniel scores the winner, whatever. Now you're seeing like that. The week before that, Jobs they were saying to him like, you know, I'm 15 hours 20 yesterday. It'll happen to you, kind of thing. Yeah. Go on, start playing well, basically. Well, it even, works, I, you know, like. even I listened to that. When Mourinho was like, yesterday I was 20, I was thinking to myself, Jesus, I'm like 31 now, and yesterday <laughs> I, I thought I was 20. It's like, I was like, that's genuinely, like, he's gave him good advice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, so, it's, you know, he's not, he's, he's clearly not a bad manager, because he's, he's done so much in the game. Oh, I, th- I think he's a great manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, personally, don't know if I'd ever won him in Liverpool, but, <laughs> like, you know, you can, you can see what he brings, but... But so just on that, like, there's some clubs that it'll be suited to. Liverpool aren't one of them, and Tottenham aren't one of them. Like it's just no. clearly obvious that he does not belong at Tottenham. I think about this whole. It's like a wrong thing. club. It's yeah. a wrong fit, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Mourinho at United, I think works, or mm. you know, should work. It could, it? It could have worked if they'd have stuck with him, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Same, same with Moyes, John. Uh, genuinely, I don't think I mentioned that on the pod before, but if United had kept Moyes, they'd I think they'd be in a better position now than they are. Like I know it's easy to say looking back kind of thing, but. Um, or at least the same position yeah they're going to be worse off basically yeah. <laughs> I do have one other thing I do want to mention about this show which is uh, the uh, the uh, Sun Hong Ming uh, arc in episode 3 yeah. I enjoyed that I know we've mentioned I can't remember if this was on the recording or not but you know where you showed that fella who like <laughs> yeah, yeah just stood on the side of the road yeah <laughs> with his Tottenham shirt on yeah yeah so I watched that thinking why am I seeing this but when I encapsulate it with the other stuff, I'll accept it, even though it was a waste of my time. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, with and that, a waste of his time, what was he doing? I like with with this with the Son storyline and that, it's literally like they show him and they say he is royalty in South Korea. He's like one of the most famous yeah. people but they travel eight thousand miles to come see him and that. And then they show him getting red carded <laughs> and ruining the game against Chelsea, I think it was, wasn't it? It was the red card, yeah, wasn't it? It yeah. was, yeah. Um so like they're already losing, he brings Ericsson on, they think, right, Ericsson might save the day for us. Some get sent off. That's the fucking end of the game. <laughs> but I love the idea that you watch how they talk about this world class player, show the fandom around him, show him getting swarmed like swarmed by like you know, South Korean fans and that. Yeah. And then he showed him doing something stupid, which isn't really in his game, from as far as I can tell anyway. It's not it's not a normal thing. And then you just see him like with his head his hands in the in the dressing room. I love that. But I, I, I love the way they handle some stuff is great. Apart from that bit at the end, again the direction of this show is sat in the changing room after being sent off and they show like a slow motion flashback of him kicking the player. They cut back to his face, <laughs> like it's a Vietnam flashback or something. It's just like 
They spent a long time in on him while he was in, in the shaded room. Yeah. Needlessly, I thought. Like just Well do, do like um do you watch like there's a lot of programmes that do this now with hidden cameras and it's like twenty four hours in A and E. Have you ever seen that on Channel yeah. Four? A lot of these programmes, they're all they're all the exact same format and it's I suppose you are watching it less for the format and more for the content, but like in general this show I don't know, it's skirted on the less interesting side, but... Like, on that, like, like you say, I think they're trying to fit this to a format, and they're extending stuff like that that doesn't need extended. Like, we've got, we've got to cover song, show that person at the side of the road and stuff. Yeah. Just drag it out. For me, the best bit in the whole show is watching Jose unbox his stuff in the uh, in his office and just place it all. I could make that one episode, just watching him <laughs> unboxing his stuff. I'd, I'd love that. Yeah. That'd be great, seeing yeah. all his little trophies coming out. It's like, oh, watch, I'll put that, like, just move the, move the phone around like that. Just to, like, that's better than the other stuff he shot. <laughs> it's almost like he's, he's like a world's best boss mug. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's an insight into his personality and sort of like his. Exactly. Like, like a, yeah. a picture of Frank Lampard from his desk kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, that's the thing where like Spurs, I'm really not bothered about. Like, I'm a, I don't really care about Spurs. Yeah, at all. for like, me, they're not. Villa, I think, are the most like boring team ever, and they're just ahead of Villa in terms of. <laughs> <laughs> See, like for me, Villa are far further down, but I'll accept what you're saying. Jose Mourinho, I really do find interesting. Like, I think the league misses something when he's not there. So I do like this little window into whatever I'm watching, whether it's a sculpted persona that you want to be like shown or whatever. Like, I am enjoying that element of it, but. In general, for me, like it's you know, it's that's it. <laughs> Just a totally random point, but I swear there was one bit where Harry Kane was talking to Jose. I think he was wearing eye makeup, Harry Kane. I swear they put a little bit of mascara on or something for the cameras. Like, I'll, I'll find a shot of it later on, okay. like, and, uh, and show you that. I, See, I, I don't I, think it's gone that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not made in Chelsea. <laughs> But no. I think that's <laughs> the name of the next one. Love very that. good, very good. <laughs> I genuinely think like that could be why they had such a bad year. Like if they're more bothered about the makeup for the camera and stuff than actually playing football, you know what I mean? Like that could be. Like, if they're spending more time in makeup than training. There would be some players that would be deciding on sort of like what they wear. I reckon. Is that like like the yeah. before they'll be before like, turning up to training? Just in case they're caught on camera or on match days when they're not playing. And they were thinking of funny, funny stuff to say, like if the camera comes around, I'm like, are you I'm trying to. Are you going back to Christian Eriksen's ball joke? Do you Basically, think he's thought yeah. about that? <laughs> but there's a. Because I don't. I don't no, I don't. Because <laughs> he said that. I think been picked up and have gone, let's use that in the show. Like, why? <laughs> I think he thought about that and it just didn't go the way he wanted. <laughs> I'm leaving the club, I'm throwing this in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm only in for the first half of the season. <laughs> Can I just chuck a couple of really quick points in? Like, I think uh, I think it's an original music score for this, and I'm not a fan of it. It's just the most mundane, average kind of inoffensive, plinky plonky kind of. Like the last dance for me was like movie level money ball kind of soundtrack. Like I'd like big swelling like orchestral theme to it. This is I'm sure like one guy with a drum machine and a keyboard or something. I'll, I'll make the point, John. I remember the music from Last Dance. I didn't even realise this had music in it. No, I was yeah. going to say nothing has stood out at me so, for this. So yeah. I agree with you. I'm with you there. Yeah. And I'm being super pedantic, but there's one bit where I know what they're going for, but Tom Hardy says about how uh, Jose's been fired from his last two Premier League jobs. And they mean that in terms of like, because he was abroad and he came back, but it's actually been fired from his last three Premier League jobs, actually, if you could count Chelsea twice. So yeah, yeah so I'd get that right, Tom Hardy. <laughs>
Do you think Tom Hardy wrote the narration? I think he actually, uh, <laughs> it was part of his job, yes. <laughs> I've already mentioned, I've mentioned that I genuinely think this show influenced the appointment of Jose. Oh, one bit where uh, Jose's talking to, is it uh, Sacramento? How, how, how Sacramento is an assistant coach? I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, he's finding out info on the team when he first joined. Can I, I jump in? I do love that. Yeah, that, that part. Was that, that one bit where he says like he comes in and he's reporting to him? He's like, they've been saying that uh, Sissoko was really influential in the dressing room. Joe's just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but even as a he viewer, was first on the door. <laughs> even as a viewer, you're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> was he one of Pochettino's Was he Pochettino's, Pochettino's assistant? I think it's Joe's new assistant. It's Portuguese, I think. But. Yeah, but I thought like the. Was he there before Jose? Or did he come with Jose? Because I thought with... he said new assistant manager. Oh, but I no, think no. in terms of this is the first time Jose's worked with him, I think. Okay. Like, yeah. he, whoever his number two was before, before Michael <laughs> Silva. There was, there was quite a big thing about that. I, I, think, I think, I can't remember the team. It was a it was a side in Portugal, I think, that okay. Mourinho got him from, but there was quite a big thing about that because obviously it was mid-season. Yeah. Um, and I think they had to, I think they had to end up paying off the other team quite a lot of money to actually get this assistant manager. But the other team did not take to it very well. The, their assistant manager was being poached, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's one bit as well, like in terms of like the office kind of thing. Uh, Serge Aurier is in the, I think it's, ha- no, it's before the game. In school? No, sorry, this is actually before football game. Actually, in the, the, the changing room, about to go out. And Joel's is saying like, I'm afraid of you, Serge. I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid you're going to go out and give a, give away a penalty. You'll give away a VAR penalty. It's just like, <laughs> I've not done it yet. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, it's like, Dali, he does have to Dali Ali, doesn't he? During a, like, a session, he's like, Dali Ali, you're lazy. Like, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sat here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I can't remember how many games like they were into his reign at that point. But just before he says that to Ori, um, he, says, he says to him, do you speak good English? <laughs> I think you should know that by now. Like. <laughs> oh, there's one bit they mention. Again, they're trying to build this dramatic narrative. And like the stadium is built in, in one of the poorest areas of London. And it's like, yeah, so like they don't know where they're going to get the next avocado from, do they? You know, like they're, they're really, really poor around that, around that area. I would um, say, like, can I just, just build on that? Is that there's one bit which made me sort of hate footballers just for a few seconds where you mentioned there, you know, building a poor community. I know where you're going with this. I, I, don't love, know. I know the exact word you're going to say. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Um, but like, building a poor community, there's obviously a lot of like, you know, poor and also working class people who support this club, blah, blah, blah. And then you hear about like Kyle Walker-Peters crashing into Deli Alley's car. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> that's what, this is an excellent point you're making. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing I want to say, but yeah. Yeah, and then they're all just like laughing about it. Like, like they might, may as well be on a fucking jet. And they're just like, <laughs> can't believe you crashed your Range Rover into me fucking Bugatti. Just like, what world? What world is yeah. this happening on? You're making the exact same point I'm trying to come to. Like, there's one bit where uh, Salda Byrell signed a new contract and he's come back into the canteen or whatever and Sam's like, money in the pocket, money in the pocket, yeah. We're all rich, are we? Whoa. <laughs> but like, like, this that, is gross. Like. But that goes against everything that they're trying to build exactly. this club is supposed to be about, which is like, you know, build, you know, we've got the stadium, we're keeping it here, like it's a poor area, this yeah. is like a big, like, it's almost like a beacon of hope in this like poor community. It's like, you've just crashed into me Range Rover. <laughs> yeah. like, 
It's just mad. You've got fans that can't afford avocados. Chucking money around left, right, and centre. Walk Peters did seem a little bit like miffed at that, to be fair. But I don't know if But he's obviously still going to be extremely well paid. Miffed, miffed in the sense where it's like, oh bloody, you're bloody. Have to get someone to sort that out. Sam, if you crashed into my car, I'd be looking at you going. Sammy, you have just crashed into your yeah. car. Like, I wouldn't be like, fucking, hey, my cars are outside. Fucking, it's going to cost me 400 quid. Yeah. Like, like, that's not how I would react. I was going to say, uh, it cost me £200,000 to fix that car. Thanks a lot, bloody uh, Peter Walker Peter is what you call <laughs> That's another point. Like, but he did win me over earlier on. Like, that this that was the bit where he lost me, Carl Walker Peter. Yeah. <laughs> but early on, he did win me over where Jose did say to him, he was like, Walkers, Peters, and he was like, Walker Peters. <laughs> Joseph, both, for fuck's sake. Both, that's too long for me. So, you know, he did win me over early on with that, so I'll, I'll, let, him have, I'll let him off for a little bit. But yeah, there's definitely a, a very gross undertone to this whole thing. Like, uh, can I mention two quick points? I've been at the last two points, uh, both office related, which won't surprise you. But there's one bit that's literally the office where Joseph's been shown around the IT team and stuff and what have you. It's like, they're not even trying to hide it anymore, like, no. it's being shut off to the IT team, you know, like in the, in the, in the office when Brent's like, oh, is, is, is the accounts team, they are mental. <laughs> not, not, not actually, not actually. It's like... <laughs> but John, I think this is trying to like build like a, almost a realness, you know, to Jose and stuff. It's like, yeah. I can, I can um, you know, fellow podcaster, Steve, I can remember the day that he got shown around our workplace and he got brought into our room and said, this is the team, <laughs> and like Steve stood at the door, and you're just thinking, you're in for a treat. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, I can imagine Jose going round, and he's like, this is the canteen, this is where we make food. And it's like, Jose's like, okay, yeah. yeah so, the actual quote from that, though, when they went over to the HR team, it's like, oh, super important team, HR. And I was like, <laughs> exactly, it's just like, just mocking the HR team in front of them, because yeah. there's clearly a bit, little bit of sarcasm in there, but I think, <laughs> No, they'll actually have to look after it. Like, <laughs> yeah. after you will be seeing these people <laughs> in a few weeks. Yeah. And not only that, the whole thing of the way they introduce him, they're like, oh, this is Jose, our new manager. So all watch yourself. It's like, yeah. As if Jose's going to fire someone from the IT team. Like, you know. Oh. <laughs> imagine Jose having a conversation with Daniel Levy going, right, Doris, the canteen. <laughs> we're going to have to, we're going to have to ship it out. She's at the end of a year. We're going to have Inter Milan looking for a, you know, a new cook. We're going to have to send it over. We'll cash in now. Just, yeah. Her cheese toasters have been way off the last few months. <laughs> cash in, cash in. <laughs> that Jane from HR, buddy, if you're right to come in with an offer, we're going to ask. It's just mental. Get her tied down to a new contract. <laughs> uh, just one of the, on the office thing again, there's one bit where I can't remember the context of this, but they're about to play Chelsea. And I think it's Erickson who asks Jose about Frank Lampard. It's like, it is, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, so Frank Lampard then, you know, what's he like? But Jose does the print thing as if like he didn't hear him. He's like, sorry, what? Sorry? What? Oh. Yeah, he's good, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's so reluctant to like, it's like talk about like an ex-lover or something, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, is he any good that front line part there? Sorry, what? What? And it's like, oh, it's so office. <laughs> well, I've, I've fucked my points off, so I'm looking at you two for the last I've just got two wrap-up points then I'm done, yeah. So I'm, I'm done with my points, yeah. I'll just come to me and uh, my summary of like the, the show kind of thing. My thing on Jose is that I've always thought this, and he's always been compared to Brian Clough. He, he called himself the special one and stuff. And he's always been compared to Clough in terms of winning two European Cups and what he did and stuff. But Clough had 10 years at the absolute peak, and then he spent 10 years at Forest just winning League Cups. 
I think Jose is in that period now. Already. He's got to spend the next 10 years just winning League Cups. When did Jose join Chelsea originally? 2004. So he came to our national consciousness for 16 years ago. Exactly. So he's well into that period now. Isn't he? And there's an argument to say that top managers only have like 10 years at the very top. Fergie obviously can dispel that a bit. But, uh, well, at least Moise as well. Moise has uh, shown that it's not within 10 years. <laughs> To be fair though, Moyes is probably like the, the prime example of it. They're dead on 10 years. <laughs> it's like, just literally like went off I, a cliff. I was, thinking, I was <laughs> thinking the piss, but like since he left Everton, like, yeah. what has he He almost been? proves the point. Like. <laughs> He's yet to hit his peak, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he'll be back, he'll be back. <laughs> but like, the, I think even, like you say, Jose, 2014, uh, 2004 to 2014, absolute peak. Since 2014, I think he's won one League Cups and a Europa League, which is the, the League Cup of Europe, isn't it? So, watch the space. The next <laughs> 10 years, he'll just be winning League Cups like Brian Clough. But uh, my final point is, there's a bit that perfectly embodies like Jose's whole career and narrative, and I've ripped the notes up for that bit before. <laughs> <laughs> I had it wrote down, and I was too busy doing the bit before, and I've ripped the paper up. Well, uh, well, here we go, here we go. Go on, go on. The thing for me, the perfect embodiment. Oh no, wait, it's something different. Well, while, while you're looking for that, John, I'd just like to say that I'm going to remember now forever that the Europa League is the League Cup of Europe. I enjoy ah, that. But um, there's, a, there's going to be a second League Cup of Europe of course, from next year. Of course. The, uh, is it the conference? Oh, no. uh, Conf- this is the St. John's conference. Uh, paint trophy yeah. of Europe. It's too little too late, I think. There used to be three trophies in Europe, and none of them were considered the League Cup. All of them meant something. And because of the way they've handled it, they've made it the League Cup. Like the Cup, this Cup was one of the, I think, the best European yeah. tournaments back then. It was, it was class. But, but yeah, so uh, to get back to my point, thing, my final wrap up. Uh, he, he has a quote in the show where it says that clean, he tells the team, the clean sheet should be a collective objective. And that literally sums up Jose's entire career, I think. <laughs> yeah. His career is like a, a collective objective to get clean sheets, pretty yeah. much. At the expense of good football, and it's obviously a winner, isn't it? You know, he's won a lot, yeah. but I just really think that that sums him up. Yeah. And so, just, just one definitely final point. The big difference for me between this and the last dance, the last dance is a show that deals with like the heights of like basketball and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? The, the absolute yeah, but, peaks. but John, but John, all all and nothing. Tottenham Hotspur is about the absolute peaks of, of football, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm coming to. It deals with the. Uh, Jose getting protein shakes spilled on his trainers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, uh, the the height of it, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so this is very much the I mentioned twenty four hours in A and E before. Like that is just here's some footage from A and E over a twenty four hour period. This is what happens. Like this is that, isn't it? This isn't the last dance. Like this is just here's some stuff that happened at Tottenham Hotspur that last season. Like, I don't think they think it is, but that is what it is. That is what it is. <laughs> last dance is like it's like. It's almost like a career piece. It's like here's Michael Jordan's entire like career in a in a full fleshed out documentary series. This is literally just here's some on the wall camera of some milkshake on Jose's shoes. Yeah. And here's Christian Eriksen leaving for Inter Milan. That's literally like you know. Oh, oh so we should we say this now. We've watched three episodes. We should probably say that. Um, but. Lockdown's coming, so I imagine that's going to be so. That will be interesting, interesting yeah. The... That'll be interesting until everything is just a Zoom call for four months. <laughs> I just, I'm not yeah. in love with the show at that point because the show ends when lockdown starts, and that's that should be the end of the show. Yeah. Right. Just one last thing on the milkshake thing. Do do they show you that happening in the actual show? 
Yeah. Yes. I, I saw yeah. it on the coming soon and I missed it on the actual show somehow. Yeah. <laughs> it happened on the show and I highly doubt they were actually Mourinho's trainers. Yeah, I don't know. I would. Excellent. Well, I think that was a, a good conversation about the first three episodes. I'm going to be... Are we rating it? If we can we can rate it if we want. Okay, uh, two out of five. <laughs> I give it... Um, I'd, I'd, I'd sort of recommend it, but I wouldn't. Two, two and a half out of five. I don't think I'd recommend it to Tottenham fans, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be well into it, I reckon. reckon. But I'd give it a four out, four out of five if I was a Spurs fan. <laughs> uh, 2.5, boy. I'm probably same as you, Joe, going down the middle to two and a half. I'll be be watching the rest, and we will we'll check in again with uh, the rest of the episodes later episode. Yeah, definitely. But we'll uh, we'll line another main event up for next episode. Cool. So I've enjoyed this, guys. Thanks for yeah. thanks for yeah, it's been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your new studio. Uh, yeah. it's been this has been a nice change for me getting out of the house during lockdown. Yeah. I suppose we're not officially in lockdown, but I've enjoyed the. Uh, the excursion, I suppose you <laughs> could call it. Yeah, no, thank you for coming around. And, uh, yeah, cheers, Andy. Thanks cool. for being on the pod. You. I, thank, I thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, see you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye.